0: This podcast is brought to you by JewishPodcast.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Good morning, Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. In this week's parasha, we're introduced to a very fascinating concept where the Torah teaches us about what's known as a maces, someone who tries to get other Jews to go away from Torah mitzvahs, tries to convince people either through a Memphis, through some form of a miracle, or through a vision, they got in a, in a dream. And they try to convince Jewish people to serve other gods, basically causing people to go off the derich. And what's fascinating about this topic is how the, what is the Torah's attitude to such a person. The Torah writes about such a person that we should have no compassion, no mercy for him, We should not feel guilty for this person. We should take this person and give him the highest level punishment that he can. Even though normally we're supposed to be compassionate, we're supposed to be caring, we're supposed to even look for ways, legal loopholes, to help those that are in trouble, those who deserve punishment. We normally try our hardest to help them, to find a way to lessen their punishment. Here the Torah says absolutely not. The Torah writes explicitly, have no mercy, have no compassion. Don't even bother, don't even try, don't even think of ways to get this person out of his predicament, but rather he should be punished to the, the full powers of the Torah. And you have to stop and ask yourself, why such a harsh punishment for this person? We read in this week's parashah, we are all Hashem's children, this fellow was a child of God. Why such a harsh and such a brutal punishment? And I believe the Torah is teaching us something very, very important, that Kodesh Baruch Hu understands that we are as children, we try our best to do what's right. But we have our moments, we have our weaknesses, we have our flaws. And sometimes we do the wrong thing and Hashem understands that we want to be better and he says, okay, you're my child, I love you, I will give you the time and place to work on yourself and bring yourself back and bring yourself closer. But this person who has an ideology that he wants to take not only himself, but he wants to bring people along with him, away from HaKadosh Baruch, away from Torah Mitzvah, Hashem says, that there is no room for. That is not tolerable. That is unacceptable. A person has a weakness, he has a flaw, he makes a mistake. Hashem says, I understand, you're human, I made you that way. But to start a rebellion, to start a movement, to start a, a group of people leading them astray, leading them away from Torah, Hashem says that, I have absolutely no compassion. And such a person is deemed in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu with such a strong blow. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has no patience, no, no willingness to see any compassion in such a person. On top of that, What's also interesting about this story is that this fellow didn't actually even get anyone to follow him. He just tried. In the court of law, it's called attempt. He didn't get anyone to actually bow down to Navajo Zara. He wasn't even successful in getting his movement off the ground. But merely starting a movement, merely talking about getting people to go away from Tyre Mitzvah, this fellow is already deemed a Mesis and he gets such a severe punishment. That is strange. Usually a person is judged based on what he did. Here this was just attempted. Didn't actually do anything. Yet again it shows us how serious the Torah treats this violation of people that are trying to bring other people down. Hashem has no compassion for Jews that bring other Jews down. If a person sins and he has his problems, he has his struggles, that's fine. But don't bring other people down. Don't cause others to sin. The worst thing that we can do is to bring others down with us. We know that people, you know, misery loves a companion, but not when it comes to spirituality. Don't bring other people into your problems. If you're struggling, that's your struggle. Don't cause other people to sin. But the author from Kelm points out that if this is the attitude of a Baruch Hu, about someone who tries to cause his children to sin. You can only imagine on the flip side how much Hashem must love when we as Jews try to cause other Jews to do mitzvahs. Can you imagine how happy Hashem is when we do things to cause other Jews to do mitzvahs? Or even more so, when we bring another Jew a little closer to Yiddishkeit, a little closer to HaKadosh Baruch. Can you imagine the joy that Hashem has and feels when we do that? I was thinking about this a little bit over Tishabov. Right? We know we're mourning the law. On Tisha B'Av, we were mourning the loss of the base. I mean, there's so many Jews, but there was also that element of so many lost Jews that we have today that are walking around, have no idea that they're Jewish, have no connection to religion. And I was thinking, can you imagine, no one should ever know of this, but if chas a child goes missing, someone's biological child goes missing, and every moment that ticks away, the parents are so stressed. They are so nervous. They are so worried what's going to be with their child, and every minute feels like an hour, and they're just so stressed and nervous. And then lo and behold, some stranger comes and brings their child safely home. Can you imagine the joy that the parents have at that moment? Can you imagine the hakor toy of the parents feel to this stranger who brought their child home safely? So I was thinking, can you imagine how happy Hashem would be with us if we brought another one of his children home, if we took a Jew who knows nothing about religion, so disconnected, so far, so distant from HaKadosh Baruch and we brought him back to Yiddish, can you imagine the simcha, the joy that, that would bring Hashem? Can you imagine how happy that would make Hashem? And we're all looking for ways to make HaKadosh Baruch Hu happy, as we're entering now, this week, with Madin is not far away, we're all looking for some grace in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, something that we can do, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will look at us and say, Wow! You're amazing, you're important, you're essential. We need you for the upcoming year. I think the more we can bring people closer to Hiddishkei, we can show a Yid who's so distant, so removed, show them, look how beautiful it is. Return one of HaKadosh Baruch's children back. But the Alta from Kelm pointed out even more so. You see from the story of the Maces that he gets punished for just trying, we too will get rewarded for trying. Even if we try to show someone the light of Yiddishkeit. We try to show someone the beauty of Judaism. And you know what? They didn't join. They didn't drop everything that we come from. That's okay too. As long as we're trying to show the world, both Jew and non-Jew alike, we're trying to show HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the beauty of Am Yisrael, the chosen people, the chosen nation. That we're different people. We're an Am Kadosh, like we say in this week's parasha. Every act that we do, every time we come in contact with another person, we just show them. The beauty of Yiddishkeit, the beauty of Torah Mitzvah, the beauty of being a Jew. Even if nothing comes about, but we tried, we tried our hardest. Says the altar from Kelm, the reward must be amazing for just trying to bring our, tro- our, our Kodesh Baruch Hu's children back. And this is not something that you need to be a Mikharif expert. All this means that you have to just be yourself and just show people a certain amount of compassion and concern, and be yourself, be normal. Just show people in your daily life what an Orthodox Jew is supposed to be. Honest, caring, sweet. That's what we're supposed to do, and that is the way. To show our Kodesh Baruch Hu we want to bring your children back. We want the world to say, yes, our Lagoyim, the Jewish people are a light to the nation. We're a different group of people. I'm sure it's an amazing story. There was a firm yid traveling from Italy to Eretz Israel. And on that same flight, there was a group of Israeli, non-religious Israelis that were traveling that were studying in medical school in Israel. Took some form of a, a break to study for a few months in Italy and they were on their return back now to Eretz Israel. Large group of Israeli soldiers, uh, Israeli medical students, a, a large group of men that were all together in school in Israel, now were in Italy and returning to Israel. So as everyone was getting ready to board the plane before, they were, they were measuring, they were weighing the luggage. And one of the students, one of the Israeli, non-religious medical students' luggage was overweight. And was more than allotted. And they told him, you know what? You're going to have to either pay $100 extra for the overweight bag, or are not going to let it on the plane. And he's trying to talk to them and work it out with them. And everyone around him was getting very frustrated. They were screaming, just pay the money. Or get off the plane, come on, keep things moving, we all have places to go, let's keep things moving. All of a sudden, from the back of the line, a frumita runs up to the counter and says, you know what, I have a little extra space in my suitcase, why don't we take some of your stuff and put it into my suitcase? So initially, the man behind the counter says, nope, you're not allowed to do that, that's illegal. And the fromy said, why? What's the difference where the laundry is? If his laundry is in my bag and his suitcase, who should, why should it matter? Ultimately, they brought down the supervisor, and the supervisor agreed with the Fremier, and the Fremier sits there with this Israeli, with Israeli student, pulling out his dirty laundry from the suitcase, putting it into his suitcase, ultimately making sure that the weight was proper, and now they were able to board the plane. Fine, everyone gets on the plane. About an hour into the flight, the Fremier is sitting down in his seat, doing his thing, and he gets a tap on the shoulder from this Israeli. The Israeli asks him, do you have tefillin? So Fremier says, sure, I have tefillin. He says, can I borrow them? He gives him his tefillin. This Israeli had no idea what to do with tefillin. So the Frum Yid shows him how to put on the tefillin, what to say. He shows him what to daven, because he could read Hebrew. And then he finished the mitzvah of tefillin. So the Frum Yid asked this Israeli student, he said, I don't understand. What made you come over to me now? An hour into the flight, what happened? He said, I'll tell you the truth. He said, after this whole babble over here in the beginning, I got to my seat and I sat and I thought to myself, and I said the following. I said, I don't understand. I was traveling with many friends of mine that we were all together in school, we were all classmates. We all shared ideology. Yet at the moment there was some form of a conflict, there was an issue, they threw me under the bus. No one came to my defense. No one was willing to take my laundry and anything. They were trying to get me to pay extra money because they were in a rush. And then you, a religious Jew I never met before, rushed to my aid. And Not only did you try to help, you even brought the supervisor in. And I said to myself, what makes these Orthodox Jews so special? Why is he being so kind? And I realized it must be the mitzvahs that he does. Mitzvahs make you guys better. And therefore the only mitzvah that I knew of was tefillin. So I asked you to please let me put on a tefillin. Let me be a better person. Let me be more, more than I was a moment ago. Let me be a better person. Now I don't know the end of the story if this guy ended up becoming firm or not. It doesn't say. But I think that's the point. The point is we try to show our light in the best way, we show Torah in the best, sweetest way, everything we're supposed to do, we're not supposed to be the ones pushing on the lines, we're not supposed to be the ones cutting the lines, we're not supposed to be the ones doing the things that are illegal, no, that's not us, we are supposed to live our lives in a higher standard, we're supposed to show the world and our Jews that don't know so much, that this is what Yiddishkeit is, this is what it's supposed to be, we're supposed to be honest in business, we're supposed to be friendly, we're supposed to be giving and considerate. And if we do that, if we try our best just to put Judaism in the most positive and the most beautiful light, HaGosh Baruch Hu will say, I see what you're trying to do, I understand what you're trying to do. Now whether or not we'll be successful is irrelevant. But we have to make sure that everything we're doing is to the highest level. If Pam used to tell his Talmidim that they go out to work, they have to make sure. They're the most honest, they show up the earliest, they have the most respect. Everything that we do in, in, in our world, we have to be the, the most highest ranking with respect and concern for those around us. Mr. Hashem will do this. will try by just being regular and normal. To show the world what it means to be a from Kodesh Baruch will see that we're trying to bring back His children. We're trying to make the family whole. will be an amazing schus for all of us. As we come into the Yem It'll be a schus for ourselves. For our families. And for all of Christ. So we'll have a wonderful Shabbos.